Hello, hello. Welcome to Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm literally so hyped to have you here today listening, to be chatting with you. Wow. I'm so excited you're here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you've never listened to the podcast before, here's how it works. We always do a self-check-in before our episode starts. Think of the self-check-in like a really quick way to just get just like checking with yourself and understand how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way and just becoming present in the moment. Okay, cool. So let's do this thing. Take a nice big inhale through your nose. Maybe close your eyes, fill up your lungs, lots of goodness and hold it to the top. On your exhale, I want you to open your mouth and sigh out. Maybe make your breath loud. Just feeling everything releasing from your body. On your next inhale, I want you to be a little bit more mindful here. Imagining your breath is like glowing golden light, filling up your your body with all of this golden energy, feeling just goodness surging through your veins, through your muscles, and then hold this at the top. On your exhale, I want you to actively imagine your breath is washing your body clean of anything that is negative, anything that's been holding you back, self negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, just let it go. And I want you to slowly just open your eyes and ask yourself this question, how am I feeling right now? Never judging yourself with how you're feeling, just acknowledging it. And now you should ask yourself, okay, why do I feel this way? Maybe something happened in your day, maybe nothing's happened at all, you just don't feel amazing or you feel literally so good. Just not judging yourself. And now you ask yourself, what can I do today to improve my mood and improve my day overall? It can be as small as just doing a quick workout or listening to this podcast could be a good option. (laughs) And now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? If you haven't, I want you to pause the podcast, grab yourself a nice juicy glass of water and chug it. Okay. Hydrate that hot pot. I know how hot it is outside and I think it's so important to hydrate yourself. So, all right, let's resume. Now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? If you haven't, stand up, shake out your legs, shake out your arms, shake out your body, get the blood flowing. We don't like having a sedentary queen listening to the podcast. You got to get moving, grooving, treat your body right. And now your final question of the day is, I want you to ask yourself, what is something that younger me would be proud of that I've accomplished this week? And it can be so small. It can be literally anything. Maybe you tried a new recipe that younger you always wanted to try. Maybe you had a food that was your childhood favorite food. I had the Special K strawberry cereal and it gave me like major childhood vibes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Cool. Okay, I hope you're feeling a little bit more checked in with yourself. That's always the goal for these check-ins. And before we get into our little guest convo, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so excited for you to listen to it. I want to give you a life update. So, wow, so much, so much has happened today. By the way, I'm recording this the Tuesday before I drop the podcast. This is like always how it works. And I kind of like it, to be honest. I feel like it gives you guys like real-time catch-up updates and I always want to hear what you're up to too. So make sure you DM me on Instagram at I'm sweaty and I know it and let me know what you're doing. Okay. So you guys, I decided randomly today that I was going to go and have myself a Tuesday beach day in New York, New York city. I know what you're thinking, Callie, what Tuesday one beach day in New York city two? what, what are you doing? Anyways, I was like, you know, a little cute solo work day trip at the beach instead of staying inside all day. Like, let's do this thing. So I marched myself 
30 minutes up to the ferry station and I'm literally you guys imagine this I have my backpack on my back I have like so much in my bag because I'm, I'm prepared for like a full day event like it's not it's not like a quick little ferry ride over it's it's like a long haul to get there I was going to Rockway Beach for anyone who is familiar with New York City area and I have like five minutes to get to the subway and I realize as I'm walking to the station you know subway ferry I'm walking to the station I can't cross this one street that would get me to the ferry station. I like see the ferry, but there's like a highway. It's blocking me from the ferry. And my other option is to wait another hour before the next one shows up. And I'm like, no, you know what? We're going to run. So I full speed sprint in the opposite direction. And I like somehow managed, guys, I don't even know how I did this. I was like, I had a massive bag on my back running like up these stairs through this park to get to this ferry station. I literally get there at like nine, I think it was like nine twelve, and it left at nine thirteen. I don't know how I did it. But anyway, the, I was like heaving and the ferry guy was like, oh my gosh, you made it. You did it. I was like, I, I don't know how that even happened. But it was just so funny because I literally made a post a couple days ago on my Instagram story about how it's so funny, like living in New York City, it forces you to be active because I swear, like I get my cardio fix in like every single morning, just like sprinting around, trying to catch subways, trying to catch ferries. Even on the weekends, those, oh my gosh, the subway schedules, they do not come very frequently. They come like every 20 minutes. It's, it's like a, it's like a hassle. So anyway, that's something I've learned living here is I definitely get my cardio in, in New York City. That's okay. It's just so funny. Anyways, I get on the ferry and I'm like, this is it. It's life. I'm on the water. It's amazing. Only for $2 and 75 cents. You guys, what the heck? New York transit, like honestly rocks. I felt like I was like on a yacht. I was on the top deck feeling the wind blowing through my hair, just feeling so good. And then I realized this ferry doesn't go to the beach. It is a transfer ferry. And I don't even know if I'm going to make the ferry going to the beach because I'll have to wait another hour if I miss that one. So I'm just like kind of in this like stress mode and I'm trying to enjoy my little ferry beach day moment. But I was like kind of freaking out. And somehow I made the other ferry all was well. And I get to the beach and I got this like really amazing cup of oat milk latte that was not English at all I got an oat milk latte per usual guys by the way little random side note um did anyone else see that oat milk is being recalled because my mom <laughs> sent me an article this morning and I was like I was like should I get an oat milk latte today or will I simply die and I was like I'm gonna risk it so <laughs> I got one. I feel fine. And I don't think it's all oat milk brands. I think it might just be like Oatly or something. But anyway, random side note there. I was like, what the heck? No, no oat milk. Come on. Like I, I need my oat milk latte. So then I get to the beach. I pull out my planner, my laptop, like get some work done and we're thriving. I go to this like little cute smoothie bar, get a chai smoothie. I've never had a chai smoothie. I'm like, I've been branching out with like my smoothies recently. I had a chai smoothie, a wheatgrass smoothie. Like, wow, who is she branching out? And then I go back and I'm like, I really want to swim, but 
I also can't see anything in the water because it's brown and I also don't know if I am potentially going to get like sucked away in an intense current. So I didn't swim, which I'm a little bummed about, but then I later looked online and saw there's like a ton of shark attacks happening in New York City. Anyways, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not honestly like, I think my thought about sharks is I went swimming with sharks I went free diving with sharks last year in Hawaii and I learned a lot about sharks and how they're not actually out to get humans. Like they can tell our scent and our blood from other fish and they like know, like obviously we're not fish, but they get confused and think that like maybe our hand or our fingers are like fishies and like want to nibble because they're curious and they're really massive and have sharp teeth. But anyways, like regardless, I'm still very cautious. If I'm like not that scared of the ocean with like sharks and stuff if I can see the bottom of the water but if I'm swimming and it's like murky water and it's brown like the beach was today I will simply not plunge headfirst in the water like you just you never know anyway that's my tangent about that sharks are not bad they're amazing and they also don't want to hurt us like they actually don't. There's some aggressive sharks, but they only are aggressive if they're confused and if they're like triggered. So there's like other, you guys, it's like a whole, like I feel like I'm literally being a scientist, but it's kind of cool because actually sharks, like when I went free diving with sharks, they told us like, don't have Apple watches on, don't have anything shiny on, keep your hands close to your chest because the shiny stuff just like makes the sharks really curious. And like, if you're in the water and you're being like annoying and like thrashing around and the sharks just like trying to chill and like look for a fish, obviously he's like pissed off. So that might create more of an aggressive shark attack. All I'm saying though is I think sometimes the news blows things up a lot. And I honestly don't think sharks are mean, but anyway, point being is I will not be swimming in murky water in New York city. So (laughs) anyway, guys, this is like, I love it. This is a wellness podcast. I'm like talking about sharks over here. I love animals. I love talking about animals. They're so cool. And I always like, I always watch like animal documentaries and stuff. Like planet earth is like my vibe. So that's a fun fact about me. But after the beach, I ferried home and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was covered in a nice bright red sunburn that was, it, it literally was so intense. I was wearing like a very like tiny bikini and my butt not to be tmi was like a red lobster like the part of my butt that has never seen the sun was like scorched and i looked at myself in the mirror i was like oh my gosh am i gonna die am i gonna get skin cancer so i like slathered my body in lotion i've been chugging water and we're just hoping for the best but last part of the update is i launched a challenge on Monday as in yesterday. Wow. I feel like these days are so long in the best way. I love it. Summer days are the best. And it was, I'm so excited. It's the 21 day Pilates reset challenge. If you haven't already signed up, definitely sign up. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's on my app and website called sweaty studio. So it's a Pilates challenge where we are doing three workouts per week. I have a guide with some journal prompts in it for you. Just get back on track. Like I know how hard summer can be. It can sometimes feel like we're so motivated when summer starts, but then as we progress, we're like, okay, we're traveling, we're doing all this. And then all of a sudden our, our goals and our fitness routine and our wellness, just all these habits just kind of go down the drain. And then we're left feeling back to how we used to feel. And we're like, wait, I want to get back on track. Like I don't feel like my best self. And this challenge is just to ease you back into your fitness journey. And I'm with you there. So let's do this together. Anyway, link in the bio for the challenge. 
And wow, I love how these episodes, like the intros always just, I feel like it's getting longer every time, but I love talking to you guys, especially on a guest episode. So on this note, I just want to introduce our guest now. And wow, she's been on the podcast before. She's one of my friends in real life. I was friends with her before we both became content creators. Fun fact, I've known this girl for so long. She's so amazing. And her recipes are fire. If you don't already know Sammy Purnell, she is Juicy Chicken 101 queen on TikTok. It's also a literal like amazing real estate agent. Oh my gosh, this girl's crushing it in Miami. And we are coming at you with a lot of tips and tricks for navigating post-grad life as well as college life. If you are way out of post-grad or you are in high school, this episode still applies to you because we're chatting about how to find yourself, how to find what you're passionate about, how to find people in your circle that are going to make you feel good, navigating friendships, navigating confusion, unknown, navigating the uncomfortable moments in life when you lose a job or you don't get a job. We're talking about all the nitty gritty and we're also sharing some fun college experiences. All right, let's get into the show. Meet Sammy. Hello, Sammy. Welcome back to the podcast. You're a returning guest. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, no greater honor than to be asked to come back on twice. Like, oh my gosh, so excited. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie though, I'm sad because the first time we recorded, we were in person together drinking wine on my couch, and now we are separated in two different cities by Zoom. But it's okay. Like we'll be back together eventually and we'll record maybe a third one in person. For sure. No, uh, Zoom definitely doesn't have the exact same vibe, but I feel like it'll, we'll still get a vibe across. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so for my listeners who did not listen to the first one, which they should go back and listen to it after this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay, so yes, my name is Sam. A lot of people call me Sammy because that's my Instagram handle, Sammy Per, my TikTok handle. Um, I'm a real estate agent in Miami. I'm 25. I went to University of Miami. I'm from a small town in Virginia moved to Miami in 2015 to go to University of Miami to play volleyball, quit after a year. It's okay though. We stuck it out for the next three uh, three years, graduated in 2019, moved to Brickell, Miami. And then I worked in like PR for a little bit. And then once the pandemic hit, I got my real estate license. And then I also started TikTok stuff just for fun, just like post recipes and like just healthy, like realistic recipes that everyone can make that are just you know, not daunting, just like very reasonable and like realistic, I guess is the best way to describe it. And that kind of blew up. So TikTok is definitely one like form of my job. And then also real estate is, is probably the, the main one I would say, but that's what I've been doing the past two, two years. And you've been actually crushing it. It's so funny because if you guys already know this, so I call you Sammy, but me and Sammy, we actually were in the same sorority in college. So it's so crazy because we met way before we both became content creators. And I think I met you in like 2018 or something. It was so long ago. So we've known each other for a long time. She used to take my peer bar classes in Miami. And so that's how we got closer. And yeah, so you're actually crushing it. I love how I've genuinely seen you grow from the start and see how like how we've evolved so much it's so cool and we were just chatting before the show about how my how sammy went to swim week in miami and all the events she went to so you're absolutely crushing it and i just wanted to tell you that um but i've really watched you grow from the start i remember when you were talking about the blog and you know everything and now you literally have an entire like online studio and it's you've been absolutely crushing it too so thank you but also like you're killing it sister oh uh, i think you're so sweet okay <laughs> so 
on the topic actually of college and making moves and careers and all this stuff, we were thinking it'd be really fun to chat today about kind of post and pre-grad tips that we have. So Sammy is a queen at figuring out, she figured out her passion and she made it happen and she left her PR job, like she said. So Sammy, I would love to just hear your kind of like your college journey. So when you went into school, what was your initial goal for your career? I feel like I went into UM kind of like, I think when I first declared my major, it was like exercise, science, like nutrition, stuff like that. Cause I was really into that, but I was like, mm, that's a lot of math. That's a lot of science. It's not really my forte. So then I switched to communications and marketing. So that was a great switch. And I feel like it was just very like broad. You could do a lot with that. Um, I took I me, mean, my major was PR. My minor was marketing. So I took a lot of business classes and a lot of PR classes and, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you're just like, okay, I'm studying this. This is what I'm going to do after. So I, you know, I was doing events actually my senior year, I got an internship and I was working part-time at an events company. It was like a very bougie events, luxury company. And it was like production. So I was like an event manager. I did that for like half my senior year. And then once I graduated, I did it for another, like, I don't know, four or five months. And then I was like, you know what? Like I just graduated with all of this PR knowledge, like how to write press releases, how to do all the PR stuff. And this is not going to save my brain forever. So I was like, let's switch gears and like, just stick to, you know, do the PR things. That's what I, you know, have been aspiring to do this whole time, but join the PR firm. I really liked it. It's not that I didn't like it. It was just being an entry-level job anywhere. is just going to like kind of suck wherever you are, honestly. But I knew that it was just like part of the process, like so trust the journey, trust the process. Like you're going to get through it. You're going to learn so much. And I learned so much, honestly, I think those, you know, first two jobs are just like really pivotal and just, you learn so, so, so much after you graduate, but I definitely did not have it figured out at all. I, I mean, I was doing a lot of like luxury real estate accounts for my PR firm. So a lot of like developers and we'd write press releases and go to the groundbreakings and just make all these events for them and do any kind of press like surrounding real estate in Miami. So that's what gave me a little bit of a background on that. And I was actually really well-versed in what was going on in the industry and just you know, when you're in PR, you have to keep up with everything. So I was like, always, you know, subscribed to everything about real estate and knew what was going on in the market. And I was like, honestly, this is like kind of like, like way more interesting to me. I feel like this is such a cool thing. And I feel like I'll be really good at this. I feel like I was kind of born to do sales. So I just, you know, I always mentioned it to like my family and friends and they'd be like, oh my God, you'd be such a good real estate agent, like totally your personality. And I was like, honestly, yeah, but it's just very daunting. You don't even know what you don't know. And it's, I mean, it sounds very luxurious, but you know, you also have to think about like, okay, this is a huge transaction for someone. You can't just, you know, you kind of have a little bit of like, I don't know if I'd be good at that, like the whole contracts and every little thing that goes into it. But I mean, once the pandemic hit and I got furloughed, which is like temporary laid off because all of our accounts paused at the PR firm. And that was like March, 2020. So I was like, okay, perfect perfect timing, might as well just get my license. And then maybe I'll go back to PR when they call me back, or maybe I'll just continue with real estate. And it just ended up blowing up with real estate and everything has been, you know, just full blown 150 X games mode ever since. So I'm really glad that I, you know, made that decision. It's kind of like a blessing in disguise because if I wasn't furloughed, I probably would have never got my real estate license, or maybe I would still be at the PR firm now and still like thinking about it, but never actually doing it. So I'm kind of glad that even though that was like, it really sucked to be unemployed for like a good six months, that was awful. Like don't even know how I pay my rent, like literally living a dollar to dollar. I was dying, but it was all worth it in the end. And I just like, can't believe that I suck it out and just made it happen, which is crazy, but it's just taking a negative experience, making it a positive one was just like, I was like, I, I have no other choice. So it was kind of crazy, but yeah, I definitely didn't have it figured out at all. To answer your question, I just really 
thought about and I like I feel like there's a common thing of like whenever you have something on your heart or like something that's always like you're thinking about it's probably for a reason so the fact that I was always thinking about real estate and kind of like oh I wonder what it'd be like and that sounds really cool and I was always watching those reality shows like million dollar listing and I was like I want to be that like it's not just for any reason like I was like I just might as well owe it to myself to give it a whirl so I'm, I'm really glad it did wow that's amazing and honestly I totally feel that when it's like like for me, at least when I was in middle school, it's so funny because I look back on it and I would always do, do you know, tone it up? Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I used to have their protein powders, all of their like bands, their jump ropes. Oh my God. Yeah. They're in Target. So way back when they were on YouTube and they had just started there, I think they were doing like the online subscription workouts as well. I was just doing their YouTube workouts and I remember so distinctly, I was like obsessed with them. I wanted to be them. I literally was like, these girls are so cool. Like how, like I want to become them. And it's so funny how I look back on that. I had that epiphany. I think it was like a couple months ago, I was on my way to teach an in-person like free people class. And I was like, wait, I'm literally living my middle schooler dream right now. I am like Katrina and (laughs) whatever the names are, Katarina, Katrina, I don't know. But it was, it was like, that moment is so cool when you realize that you're actually following what your heart is calling you to do. And I would love to hear about like when you decided to take the leap and get your real estate license, what kind of fears were going through your head when you was, when you're going through that process and like, how did you get through it? I feel like it was definitely a huge leap because real estate is just one of those things that nothing is a guarantee. There's no salary guarantee. You have no idea if you're going to be good at it, if you're going to have clients, if you're going to like it's just you don't even know what you don't know until you have your license and you're doing it so even in the process like the imposter syndrome was out of control it was like oh my god like it's just it's a lot you know I was I I studied like insanely I was like I must pass this real estate exam the first try like I had nothing else to do so I honestly was just studying and like making TikTok so it was like that was fine but just the thought of like getting into it it was almost like you're like wanting to delay it because once it starts to happen and you actually have your license and you're forced to actually like prove it to yourself and everyone else that you were like not insane for thinking that this was a great career switch I feel like it was just one of those things where I just, the negative thoughts weren't benefiting me in any way. I still had them, but it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm doing this. Like I'm, I'm already in this process. I'm at the school. I'm getting my exam. I'm doing everything I said I was going to do. So I might as well just try it and just give it a hundred percent and see what happens. So I think like, I definitely had those thoughts, but once I was in it, I was like, there's no point in thinking about all the negative things that could happen. What about all the positive things? Like the market was insane at that time. So, you know, March, 2020 during the pandemic was when interest rates were insanely low. People could get awesome like mortgage rates and a lot of buyers were in a great position, even though prices were up, it was a great time to buy still is, but the interest rates are a lot higher in Miami. There's a lot of cash buyers. So sometimes it doesn't affect people, but at the time it was like, the market was so hot. Everyone was saying like the market, the market market. And I was like, okay, well I'm getting in at a great time. You know, it's not like I'm getting in in 2008, like when it was obviously a shit show, but it was like, you know what I mean? It was like a good time to, to do it. Everyone was saying like, oh my God, to be a realtor right now, must be crazy. So I was like, I had some good, you know, thoughts about that. I was like, yeah, I could definitely use this market to my advantage. And I am definitely connected in Miami. I went to UM. I have a lot of friends here. Um, I was just like, I know people and I'm, I can literally talk to a wall. So I knew that like me getting clients wasn't going to be that hard if I, because I just put myself out there and I talked to everyone all the time. So I was like, you know, it's just one of those things where if you just network wherever you go and I think I'll be fine. Like, I think I can just do this. Just start with one client. Start with one client. Like then maybe they'll refer me to someone else and then it'll just build from there. But the, I mean, the negative thoughts definitely were there too. I just had to overcompensate them with positive ones or else it was like, what's the point of doing this? I would have just quit, you know, at some point you have to be like, tell yourself to just shut up and just be like, okay, well, we're going to try it. Okay. So prove to me that you're going to fail or prove to me that you're going to make it. It's like, it's going to be either one, but you have to try 
you owe it to yourself to try. So it was just one of those things where I just had to like battle myself. But yeah, it was tough. The imposter syndrome is very real, especially with something like that, where you just have no guarantees. The money thing was a really big one because I was like flat broke. I was like, I better be making money. Like this better work because like when you're unemployed and you have no salary and then you start another job that literally has no salary, it's just based off hundred percent commission. It's really weird. <laughs> it's a really weird feeling. And I was like, okay, we're just going to figure it out. Like, and we did, but like, it could have gone both ways. So it's just, it's wild. Honestly, it was a weird, it was a weird time for me. Yeah. I, that's honestly how I felt when I started my studio online, because I also was coming from the public relations world where the salaries there, first of all, um, star uh-huh. salaries, like so low for how much work it is. Honestly, like that is disgusting looking back on that and they need to make a change <laughs> about that for yeah. sure. Cause it's, it's honestly like a challenging job and it's a great job. Like it teaches you a lot, but it's like, it needs to be paid a lot higher than what you're paid. So I like feel for all the people in the industry and Anyway, um, I came out of my job and I was launched, I launched a studio and I remember I gave everybody like a free month to celebrate. And it was one of those things where I think I talked to you about this. I've I've told you about this before, but like I was simultaneously building my studio while working in my public relations job. And I was like incredibly overworked. I was getting like no sleep. I had no time to do anything for myself. And I got to that point where it was like the breaking moment. And I was like, I need to just like leave this job or else I'm actually going to crumble as a human being. And I decided to quit without knowing how much money my studio was going to bring me in. Like I hadn't estimate but i had no idea what was gonna happen with it and i just remember like that imposter syndrome like that fear and i was like is this gonna actually be a thing for me and it was like at that point when i told my boss like i'm quitting i was like well i'm going all in now like there's no stopping me so it's one of those things where there's really no way you can fail i mean failing i guess in our sense was making no money but that like the thing is with making no money is there's always another way to make more money and it's like you could just get a job at a coffee shop. Easy as that. Like in Miami, you could make literally six figures just being in like a, in a really, working at a really nice bar, bar like bartending, working at a really nice restaurant, like not six figures, but you know what I mean? Sometimes people do, but yeah. like just the service industry is a great job. Like I was like, I'll figure it out. But like the nine to five life wasn't for me. I know it wasn't for you either. If like you're very creative at heart, it's like really, really weird to be in a nine to five setting. Honestly, it's not that it's bad. I think it taught us a lot. And I think we need to go through that because I really do believe that like those first two jobs, like I would never recommend just like graduating college and then just like oh let's start and like be an influencer and then just like be a real estate agent like you kind of have to be an employee before you're you're your own boss I feel like I say that all the time it's like I I knew email etiquette I knew how to talk to clients I knew how to talk on the phone I don't I'm not afraid to talk to anyone on the phone I know how to write a perfectly crafted email I can be professional and like meet deadlines and I just know how to speak to people because of those jobs and if yeah. I didn't have experience just like you like you can't run or delegate or tell people what to do or like you know, be your own boss, tell yourself what to do. You know, talk to people, talk to clients if you don't know how to actually do that in a very, you know, productive, professional way. So I feel like you got something from it, but it's like, yeah, that feeling of like not knowing if you're going to make it or not, you just like, but then again, didn't you ask yourself, you're like, okay, well, what's the other time in my life where I'm going to do that? You're like, were were you, how old were you when you decided that was last year, right? 2023? I was literally 21 or wait, no, I was 22. I'm 22. 22. Yeah. So yeah. 22, it's like, okay, well you can't do this when you're 32 probably. Cause things are going to be different then, you know, it's right. like, I'm already broke. What else is going to happen? Like <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. Like, I don't know. Like, I have to like, I don't know, move back home, I guess maybe for like a month, but like, I was like, that's not an option, but it's like, I don't know. My parents, <laughs> I, 
my, my parents weren't helping me anymore. I was like, but I would, and I know I can figure it out. Like there are, there's many ways to make money. And I know like in the meantime, if worse came to worse, like we would figure it out too, but it's a yeah. really good feeling, but you really have to have that trust in yourself and be like, you got to just got to get this done because there's no other option. I feel like if you have that fire under you, that there's literally no other backup plan, you kind of have to figure it out and make it work. Yeah. I think for me too, what was a really helpful thing when making the leap to do a career path that wasn't like the spoken way to go, aka corporate, was thinking like, okay, not to be morbid, but I was like, when I am on my deathbed and I look back on my life, will I have regretted working my entire life and a job that yes, has guaranteed salary, but I don't feel passionate doing it. And I don't like, I know that I have more potential. So it's like that knowing that really helped me like have that kick. And I think too, I don't want like anyone listening to think that we were just like, you were saying just decided just all of a sudden, just completely like leave school, stop and just like decide we're going to run our own things without having any prep prep work done. I think a lot of the stuff that's on social media about having a six figure business is a little bit misleading because for me, like I'd been building my blog since 2019. It wasn't like I just decided one day to make a studio and it was all like rainbows and sunshine. So it's like, you have to put in work if you want to work for yourself and you have to teach yourself things. You have to learn, you have to be open to going on Google, buying books, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos and being a beginner at so many different things. And I think that like, that is like, those tools are going to set you up to be a good entrepreneur. Like you just, it's not like everything's being spoon fed to you. Like when you work in corporate, what's nice is you have training programs and they teach you how to do your job. But when you work for yourself, like no one's telling you what to do and how to do it. So I think like, those are some good things to be mindful of if you're thinking about working for yourself after school or after high school. Yeah. yeah. And there's no like shame in like, I mean, the entry level job, I feel like everyone should go through that and like be at the bottom of the totem pole and just grind. It's humbling. It's very humbling. You learn a lot and it's like, you, you just like learn, you have this hustle mentality or this just like, okay, like you're going every single day and it's like, you're not making much money at all, but you know that like you see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like a stepping stone to the next thing. Every job that you have is going to get you at least some way, like, it's like every little path that you take or every little job that you have is going to benefit you in some way. Like genuinely, if, you, if everyone just like were to internally, like look back at every single like experience professionally, it's like you could meet someone just at an event for a job that now like t- five years later, you were like a partner with that and you have your own business. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah, you meet someone and you're a restaurant server and you are like waiting on someone and they're someone who hooks you up at this other place. And now you have your dream job. Like everything that you're doing is going to somewhat pay off for you because you're in it. And like, this is your path of life. Like it doesn't have to all make sense right now. But I think like, even though, I mean, I worked at, but I I always tell myself, like, I don't even know if I would be in my exact situation right now, if I wasn't working for a PR firm and on those luxury real estate accounts, because I wouldn't have been exposed to that and like really learn about that and see that. And that made me realize that like, wow, that could be something I really like, but I owe that and all of those professional qualities and tools and all those things to my PR job. And I wouldn't like, I'm very thankful, even though it was a struggle at the time, and I was like, this is definitely not what I meant to do. It still was a stepping stone for where I am today. So you have to like, look at everything as like, it's getting you to the next place. It's not permanent. Everything is temporary, but just know that like, even if you're in that corporate job right now and you're like, oh my God, like, I don't want to be this person who does all your life. Also, some people are like, some people are like corporate baddies. Like this is what they're meant to do. They're very type A. They're like, yes, like I love the organization. I love everything. I love being able to clock out at five o'clock and be done. Like that's a luxury that genuinely like, if you don't work a nine to five, like I've never, I have not felt that feeling in 
two years, like being off, really off. I genuinely have it. If I'm on vacation, like I'm not, I'm literally working the entire time. I'm stressed. I'm having a panic attack about something that's going on back in my day about a real estate thing. It's like genuinely, I forget what it's like. I tell people all the time, they're like, oh my God, it must be so nice. Like be a realtor and like have such a free schedule and like work so much less. And I'm like, no, you do not understand. Like I cannot describe to you. Like it's not like that at all, but I mean, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but some people really like the structure and being able to have amazing benefits and, you know, clock out a certain time and be off on the weekends and get great, you know, vacation, paid vacation, all that stuff. Like it really just depends on the personality. So I'm not saying like one is better than the other, but for us, we knew that we're very similar in the sense that we knew that this wasn't going to be an end game thing for us when we were working in those jobs. But I, I just want, if anyone's listening to this, that does work those jobs, like just know that like it could work for you. And if you really do enjoy what you're doing and it's fulfilling for you and you, you know, you see it as a positive thing in your life, then like, it could be a great path for you. But I'm just saying, like, I just want to like, just in case there's, you know, people that are, yeah. I don't want everyone to feel like, oh my God, I have to quit my job because like, I don't do this for the rest of my life. If you really enjoy it, like, honestly, we're just talking about our personal experiences. Absolutely. And I think it's really important too, to like touch on what you're saying. It's like every single person is in a different situation. I mean, maybe like you grew up in a situation where you weren't able to go to college or you didn't have access to a great education and maybe you're working at whatever job and you feel like you're not like your dream is to work in corporate like you know every single person what i'm trying to say is every person is in a different situation and i think it's like really like i love what you're saying how any situation can be turned into a positive with kind of a, a job like for me personal experience is i worked throughout all of high school and college so i worked at a juice bar raw juice <laughs> you probably know it and it's so funny because i loved that job so much but it's crazy because looking back on it now it's like all of those skills of making juice bowls smoothies i mean i literally made a video the other day that involved my smoothie making skills and it's so funny because like that job is what really got me excited for in the first place about the wellness world and then i became a fitness instructor and all this stuff but i think it's like cool because whatever situation you're in whatever job you're working like there are those skills that you can learn and apply in future positions and it's like really just soak it in i mean also jobs like don't have to be the worst thing in the world. And I think for me, like after I graduated, I became super depressed from having to work all day, every day, but it's okay. like, you can still make it fun and you can become friends with your coworkers. You could like decide you want to educate yourself in a certain area of your job and just like trying to make it a little bit more fun for yourself. Even if you're currently like not the most thrilled in your current position. Yeah, for sure. Like making the weekdays and yeah, your weekends really count and like definitely giving back to yourself and like, you know, making sure that you have a life outside of that is very important. Cause I feel like it's so easy to just be like, I just want to sleep all day and I just want to, you know, watch Netflix and chill. But that honestly is probably not going to be as fulfilling. I mean, sometimes we all do that. Like if you just like you're burned out, like, yes, take time off, whatever you need to do. But I do think it's so important to like, yeah, build a life that you really love and are happy with no matter what you're doing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Honestly, it's so important. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, so, 
like literally a snowball effect. Your first job is like you're the little baby snowball and then you keep rolling it and rolling it and rolling it. Every single thing that you do builds and builds and builds. And like eventually you're being a snowman, right? And you're like never that. stuck. You're yeah. never stuck yeah. in any exactly. situation, which is really cool. So I want to like kind of rewind a little bit. And I feel like we just exploded a ton of information out of everybody with like after graduation, all this, da, 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 da. but like, let's go all the way back. Like rewind to pre-college. So for anyone who has just graduated from high school or is about to start college, what are some tips that you have for them to like, maybe they're feeling nervous about school or anything? Like, what are some tips you have? Does not even have to be about career? It can be about anything. In college in general. Okay, yeah. yeah. So well, I'm thinking back to like my eight, was I 18, I think when I graduated college? Yeah, 18, um, or graduated high school, sorry. About to go to college. Well, I'm from a small town in Virginia. So every single person in my town usually went in state to Virginia school. And I was the only one that was going to University of Miami. And that was literally like studying abroad. Like everyone was like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, everyone was like, that's insane, but like, that's cool. It was, it was very uncomfortable. Like, I guess the moral of my, entire college experience is out of my comfort zone. So I'm from a very small town. Now I'm moving to Miami. This is like insane culture shock. Like nothing like I'm li- rural area. Okay. Like picture this rural Hills, like there, you cannot call me on my cell phone at my parents' house. Like you have to call the landline or else I won't, it's zero, <laughs> zero service. Okay. We have a town. It's not like I'm like middle of nowhere, but like we lived in the middle, like very rural area. And it was just, it was a small town, like really, really small. And, you know, I had a lot of great friends. Like we're still super close to this day. And a lot of them went to, you know, Virginia Tech, UVA, um, like a lot of in-state schools. I was going way far out. So I was super far away. I was very homesick when I first got there. And then put on top of that, playing D1 volleyball, it was insane. Like genuinely have never been more uncomfortable in my life, every single thing about it. But it was like, you just have to force yourself into it. I think like if you're making a decision, like say you're between two colleges and one is maybe you have no friends, you don't know anyone that's going to be there. And you're like, oh, I don't know, but this has been my dream school for forever, but it's so far and I have no friends honestly, just go like, honestly go and push yourself and like get out of your comfort zone and just know that like, you will always figure it out. I think the, like, I couldn't even imagine going anywhere besides university of Miami. Now I just like, it was, I was meant to go there. And if I would have listened to myself of like, Oh, maybe I should just like stay a little bit closer, go somewhere where I have some friends, you know, that might be nicer. I would have not had the same experience and I wouldn't have grown. Like just know that growth is like at the end of your comfort zone. Like you have to be out of your comfort zone to do that. Um, and just know that like, it's scary for everyone. You're not the only one feeling this way. Everyone is going through this insane, like, just, I don't even know in their head, everyone is thinking the same thing. Um, and then when it comes to friends, I feel like another big one is like making friends. It was really, really hard, especially when I was trying to make friends outside of the volleyball team. I just started again, being uncomfortable and just like talking to people when I was sitting in class, I would just go up to someone like a really easy way, honestly, like pro tip, hot tip. My friend, Max, you know, Max, Max does this all the time at the gym. Okay. So Max has this thing where he's making, when he wants to make friends, he will go to the gym and he'll just ask someone like in the locker room, like, Hey, can I, can I use some of your pre-workout? Like, I don't have any. And they're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, Oh, you're hitting legs today. And he's like, yeah, me too. And then they just work out together. Now he's a friend. Like literally he's made like 20 friends doing that. And I thought that, I thought that was genius. Like if you just say like, Hey, like, can you like, you know, Oh my God, I love that. Like, like that shirt or whatever. Like, where did you get it? You just talk to someone. It's like, it make it genuine, obviously, but like the watering hole of where you're going to find your friends is where you spend your time yourself. So like the gym or certain classes or whatever, whatever, it is library just like actually get out of your comfort zone and talk to people and I think you'll really make good friends like that um there's so many different things I mean can you add any I'm just trying I'm sure there's many different things to think about when you're entering college I feel like so 
It's so funny because since I just moved to New York City, I feel like I'm literally at college again. It's like freshman year of making all new friends. And I think for me, like, I mean, also when I went to University of Miami too, I really left my comfort zone. No one else from my school was going there. And I definitely was like, I got there. And I mean, you, you know, University of Miami is like intimidating. Wow. The people who go there, picture perfect, like, it's very intimidating and overwhelming. And I think I was like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think about me? All those thoughts were running through my mind, but genuinely no one, like this sounds mean, but like no one really cares about you as much as you think they do. So stop worrying so much about what other people's opinions are. If like you're worried that that person you go up to is going to be like, ew, why is she talking to me right now? I mean, if they do, they're going to forget about it in 0.5 seconds, but chances are so low that they're actually going to think that about you. And if they do, that's like a reflection of themselves. So I think like a tip that I have in terms of making friends is honestly very similar to like what you were saying. It's put yourself in this situation. Well, first of all, it's like, okay, thinking about what, who's like the best version of yourself? Like who do you aspire to be and become and finding people who have qualities that are like that best version of yourself so it's like surrounding yourself with people who are going to make you blossom and grow and become a better you not people that are going to drag you down so i think for me i learned really fast freshman year in college that my first friend group was just not my people and it was hard because all of those girls lived on my floor and they all were like super into partying and I've just never been that person. And so I think I learned really fast after going out for two weeks straight, having bloodshot red eyes because I was so sleep deprived that like that lifestyle wasn't going to work for me. So I didn't really, I struggled like with making friends in college, honestly. But I think now that I'm out of school, I've realized I was, what I was doing wrong was that I wasn't putting myself in situations where the people that I wanted to attract were there. So now that I'm in New York City, I have been making friends through doing my Pilates events. I've been making friends at my Bible study. I've been making friends at literally like dog parks, coffee shops, like all the places that are not necessarily like bars or clubs because I personally don't party that much. So I think like that's just an example of how I've made friends and like not being afraid to get people's numbers, not being afraid to strike up a conversation. I mean, I've asked for so many people's numbers and nothing ever came of it, but it's like, no one cares that much so yeah. that's like my rants about it but i think like that's where i went wrong and Absolutely. yeah yeah and i also think like when you're in high school you kind of have this idea of like thinking of yourself as like you're in this box like say you were always like a specific way in high school this is your personality this is what you were into this was like the box that you were in and you can't really change that in high school or at least like i don't know like remember in high school like if you dressed a certain way and that was the way you dressed and you switched up one day everyone would be like whoa like this yeah. is you like oh my god so preppy today I thought you were the bobo it was like you just like couldn't be anyone else besides the box that they put you in kind of I hated that I hated that about high school yeah but just enter a completely different school regardless if you have friends there or not like you can be a complete you can be whoever you want to be and there's just like I think like finding yourself is a really big thing about college and just like thinking about you know like you don't have to like you're like basically your high school self is dead like recreate yourself now you have a college version of yourself what do you want that to be you can make it anything you want it's honestly kind of great like you're just like you can just reinvent yourself and like you you can always be reinventing yourself by the way it doesn't have to like you know just be in college whatever but just like know that 
again, like you can morph yourself into whatever the version of yourself that you want to be to like actually live your best life. And I think that was such a good point about surrounding yourself with people that really, you know, have a lot of the qualities that you aspire to be and you want to be around that. You never want to like always ask yourself how you feel after hanging out with people. And that'll tell you if they should, you know, really, you should be giving them a lot of your time or not, because that's a huge thing, honestly. Like even now I always ask myself, like after I've spent a lot of time with someone or, you know, say I've like hung out with someone like three times, I'm like, like, how do I feel after, like during and after I hung out with that person? And that really tells me like, is this person meant to be like really in my inner circle or not? And if it's like a negative feeling or if I'm like, it's negative vibes or I don't know, then you kind of have to reassess that. And it's okay to just, you know, take a step back and just reassess, but just focus on yourself and yeah, reinvent yourself anytime you want. It's honestly the best thing ever. Yeah. And honestly, I went into college one person and came out an entirely different person. I changed so much during college. I had so many different versions of myself in college. Like it was crazy. So like you were saying, you don't have to stay the same person in college. Like I change on a weekly basis. One week I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be like the preppy, like tennis girl. And then the next week I'm like, wait, I kind of want to wear like sweatpants and just listen to like super intense rap music. literally so so many different vibes and i think that's just like what's really cool about humans in general is like we're always changing we're always going through going through different seasons and as women too like our hormones are always like up and down crazy places so you can't be like holding yourself to a standard to be in a box and you know what i just remember this we talked about this literally last episode about putting yourself in a box in social media so it's kind of like crazy yeah the social media part of it too i still like I feel like you should like, I don't know what it is, but like, I get so tired of just my own content. I'm like, I just have to switch it up. I just like, I'm, and this is, I'm getting annoyed about making these videos. So I'm just not going to anymore. Like you literally just have to keep it authentic and just keep evolving and like make your content really, cause it's so obvious when it's forced or like you, it's tired at that point. So it's just so much better if you're just like, oh, I'm not really feeling this and I'm feeling more of this style video, or I want to talk more about this thing. It's going to be so much better than you just keeping doing the same thing. Cause you think that everyone wants to see that literally I still think about like half my, like I post like such random random things on my TikTok or just Instagram. And like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care because eventually, like, I know like maybe like 0.2% of the people like wanted to see something like that because that's what they're following me for. Even though maybe the majority of people that follow me are just looking for food recipes. And like, I literally don't care about your outfit. I don't care about real estate. Like, can you just stop and just post food recipes? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But like also this, cause like, this is a part of me and this is my personality and this is who I am. And I'm always going to post stuff I'm interested in or whatever I want to talk about. But it's funny how like in social media, that's such a huge thing. Even like the style of editing is like such a crazy thing that you feel like you're like, oh, I've always done it this way. I have to keep doing it that way but honestly it's just like not weird to switch it up and I feel like everyone you can apply the box theory to like anything else yeah Yeah. totally totally I love that I feel like I always fall into the box and it's the comfortable route and you have to like step outside the box you gotta get out of your comfort zone and wow I love that advice so okay now like switching it a little bit to post-grad life how did you navigate or like obviously when I like ask this before I like make an assumption, but did you struggle with like the post-grad depression at all? Or like that kind of like, oh my gosh, what the heck is happening in my life? I can't even describe to you the depths of hell that I was in post-grad. Like I literally like, I would like cry first of all, on my way home every day. And I, you know, I would get through the door and be like, is this what life is about? Like, is this what I just did four years of college? Is this my life forever? Like we literally just like, first of all, the transition, like no one talks about this enough. The, the transition of going from like, you know, an hour and a half class, a couple times a day, you go home, you take a nap, you watch Netflix, you go out, you party, you go out the next day. And then you, you know, and then you go to class and it's super chill. And you have so much time when you're in college. And then 
you literally just get, it's like you get slapped so hard in the face with this new nine to five. It's usually not nine to five, by the way. Like I literally had to be there at nine. I was there until like six or seven o'clock, but like in front of a desk and like, you literally are just like a shell of a human being, at least for me, like the nine to five yes. setting was such a wake up call. And I was like, this can't be what life is like. I just, I could not comprehend it. I was like, this is not normal. And it's really really hard to adjust, but I actually had a little taste of that. And at all my internships in the summer, I like, you know, worked in nine to five and I was like, oh, wow. Like, and I was like telling myself, I was like, damn, like you're in for a rude awakening girl. Like that's what it's going to be like all the time for a year straight. And there's no summer break and there's no like winter three weeks off, go home for the family and chill. Like you're never going to have that again. So I was really cherishing my last, like I cried on college graduation because I had those internships. I was like, I know it's coming, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) depression was very, very real. Um, I just, I don't know. It was kind of like one of those things where you just like, what, like you just trucked through and you just like did it. And I was like, Oh God, like, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know if it was the job or if it was just the concept of, you know, being at work in an office for that long and just feeling like dead after I can't explain it. Anyway, we felt dead. And then, I mean, there was another whole thing about, and then just, it's kind of like just anticlimactic. Like everyone says, you know, okay, like you're going to go and you're going to make money. It's like, okay, I'm not making money, not obsessed with my job. I mean, I liked my job. Not, I really did not hate it at all, but I had nothing else to compare it to except for any other like corporate, you know, PR job. I wasn't in corporate PR until then. Um, and it's just, the concept was really, really hard for me to wrap my head around. And I think a lot of people just like, if you're feeling this like really wow slap in the face, like you've just been hit by a train, it's very normal and it's really weird. And also the social life is a really big thing that really like goes from like a hundred to zero once you graduate, because not only are you just so incredibly tired that you literally cannot even bring yourself to leave your house once you get home at like seven o'clock and don't even get me started about when it's daylight savings and it's already dark when you leave the office and then you're like oh I haven't even hit the gym yet I can't I physically cannot go to the gym and I can't wake up at 6 a.m like it's just it's really really hard I feel like a lot of people do like really get off of their like workout grind because it's really hard to do that either before work or after work and then even just the thought of like going to a happy hour I'm like I would literally rather die than go to a happy hour and I just want to go to to like put your pants on and take a shower and just like not speak to anyone. It was just like really, really hard. And then your weekends, it's just two days and it's like, oh my God, the Sunday scares are really, really real. But I don't know what it was. It was just really, really hard transition. And I think a lot of people feel that like on a very, and it t- I feel, I would say like the really hard transition is the two years because those are the first two years, especially because your life is like this and you're probably not making much money. It's like really, really tough. So I think that was the two years post-grad are like genuinely the hardest years of your twenties, I think like 22 to 24 blows. Like I, I don't want it ever again. Hate it. Like it was awful, but like 25, it's like, okay, now actually no, not 20. Yeah. You graduate when you're 22. So the first two years, yeah, 22 to 24 is not going to be fun because if you think about it, you just graduate, you're probably not making much money. You have no idea who you are, what you're doing, what's going on in your life. You're not happy. You just know that you're not fulfilled. And you're like, I thought my twenties were supposed to be like the best. And you're like, Oh wait, this is very anticlimactic. It's really, really hard. So I just want everyone to know that like, you're not alone. Everyone felt that, especially me. If yeah. That very long rant. <laughs> yeah. I felt the exact same way. And I think like, okay, I feel like obviously you can like either let it happen to you and just like feel the feels, which I think is like really important. But also I, I would say like some advice that I would give myself of whenever I started my job, I literally had started my job like this time last year. So like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl, 
I was not prepared for my job. I had just gotten back from my little half a month trip to Hawaii. (laughs) And I was like in la la land. Like I was like so inspired by life. I was like, oh my gosh, like I love life right now. And I got back to Miami and I think it was like the first or no, like a couple days after I got back, I moved to my new Brickell apartment. I was like thriving. It was like, this apartment's so beautiful. I love it. And then my work computer showed up <laughs> and then my job started. And then I was like staring outside the window at the beautiful Miami weather. And I was like, wow, I would kill to be out there right now and not lose my Hawaii tan and soak up the sun and go thrive and all this stuff. And then I started to feel like like that's when like the depression started to really hit me. And like it got progressively worse as I worked my job. And I think like looking back on it, if I could give myself advice, like a survival, like hack, whatever, I really think it would be making an effort to one, make sure you take enough breaks during the day. I was working through lunch. I think I told you this. I opened up about it like last time we talked Mm -hmm. and I like literally was like working through lunch. I was not feeling my body. I was not taking care of myself throughout the day because I was so like living like a shell. Like that's the word that I would also have used. I feel like I was floating through this life and I wasn't giving myself adequate breaks. Like, first of all, when you work a nine to five job, nine to six, whatever, I think there's a lot of pressure as a new employee to what's the word to prove yourself and one no one cares if you take a break no one cares if you go and step outside get some fresh air no one cares if you take a 10 minute break to do a quick like whatever little tiny workout whatever you need to do meditation no one cares so i think it's like mindfully putting in those breaks during your day to take care of yourself do little check-ins make sure you're doing okay mentally and if you're in the office like you can do this too I also think too, it's like, I saw this one girl post this on TikTok and it was such a cute idea. It was like ways she's romanticizing her life after her nine to six job. So it's like doing a little activity after work. It doesn't have to require a lot of energy, just something that's not the same old, go home, watch a movie, eat dinner, go to bed. You have to spice things up or else life is going to just mesh together. And like, I'm still guilty of doing this, working for myself. Like I'll work today. Like I worked literally all day at my desk and I took like hardly any breaks and I was just planning on eating dinner and going to bed. So it's like making sure that you're giving yourself things to be excited about, like booking trips in advance, like getting concert tickets with friends. I think it's like so important to just like mindfully choose to add fun to your life because you can let your nine to five job slap you in the face or you can decide you want to overcome it and continue to live your life and just have your job be part of your life not your entire life so that's like what I would have done if I could repeat it I think that's such good advice yeah honestly I just think like like thinking about yourself is like just I don't know giving yourself those moments and that time and like a lot of people really love that morning routine. I feel like a morning routine, no matter how small and whatever it is that like kind of sets you up for the day. Like I always thought like, Oh, it's so much better if I just like sleep in. And then I would literally spend exactly seven and a half minutes getting ready. And I would just like look disheveled when I got there. And I was like, five minutes. I was like, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, Oh, I got more sleep. But like, honestly, I should have just gone to bed like probably 30 minutes earlier, woken up maybe an hour before I had to leave. And then maybe two hours before, like say I had to leave at like eight 30 to get there at nine. I really should probably be waking up at like six 45, seven, and then have a leisurely nice morning to yourself. 
and like have my coffee on the balcony. Maybe just like read a little bit, or I don't know, do like a five minute meditation, call my mom, just like vibe out, even just like whatever that is to you. It doesn't have to, you could literally watch a show. I don't know. Just do anything that like fulfills you before you start your day. Like you owe it to yourself to have a morning before you have to show up for your day or else your day is just working. And then you just get home and you're like, okay, I'm tired from that day. Let me just, I don't know, like stay up. And then you kind of are also like, I, I went through, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. I went through this thing. I still kind of do this whenever I'm really like working a lot. I actually stay up later because I'm like, I need my wind down me time. And I'm like, I need, I need the couple hours of like just vegging out. Yeah. Even I really should be just going to sleep. And but it's because I'm like too burned out to even like care. I'm yeah. like, but like it's something about like I'm rebelling against the fact that I just worked so long that I'm like I will watch two episodes of this next episode. I don't care if I go to bed at 2 a.m. and I like hate myself the next day but I think it's like a fine line honestly like I still, I still literally do this like all the time but it's it's like this weird thing where you have to think about yourself as like you know treat yourself like a friend or a teammate or someone that's like you know like you're gonna be thankful that I packed this lovely little lunch for you and you're gonna go into it you're gonna listen to the morning toast podcast or this podcast or any other one like that you really like that you yeah, like download a podcast go oh big thing is try to if you do actually work in a physical office or even if you're working from home on your lunch break like really do give yourself like a good 45 minute lunch break it's not the end of the world like you should you should take a lunch break um and then go outside like just take a lap like literally just like put get change environments like switch it up like actually maybe even if you're working from home like have like the coziest, like most amazing, like blanket setting, put on a really cute, like kind of comfy outfit, maybe like a little bit of flawless filter. So you kind of feel presentable that you like got ready for the day. Just like you owe it to yourself to like make yourself have a day, like get a new Nespresso machine and just like have that be the thing that you work, look forward to every morning. And like that gets you through the day or something like little, like really treat yourself throughout the day. Those little things will just make it not as unbearable, I think. And, and yeah, like you really owe it to yourself to like give yourself a really happy life that you look forward to every day. Cause or else, yeah, I guess your job is just going to be your entire life, but you owe it to yourself to make more of your life than just that. And it does take effort, and a little bit of discipline, but you're so thankful whenever you're like, Oh, I just like, did this nice thing. I took a bath and I like read in the bath for 30 minutes. Like what a lovely night. Like, instead of just, I don't know, like it's just, it can go so many different ways, but I feel like I'm always happier whenever I do that. And it's, it never really changes, even if you're working for yourself, but totally was it burned out? Like you just really have to like give your time back to yourself a little bit and you'll be happy. And you also will perform better at work too. Like, if you I, think about yeah. it, you know. and I think too, it's like, I mean, at least for me, I thought that my boss had extremely high expectations for me and I felt like I could never take breaks. I could never step back. And it's really like, okay, if you're someone else who struggles with anxiety, which so many of us do now, is it's important to establish clear communication from the start. I think it's really important to get very clear with your boss and ask your boss like what they're expecting from you and to really understand like what hours they're expecting you to work. Are they expecting you to take breaks? Like get clear with the boundaries from the start and the expectations because then you won't be creating this like fear in your mind throughout the day. Like, oh my gosh, I had to step away for 30 minutes. Like I'm going to be fired. I know I had those fears all the time because like my job was fully remote and I always thought like they knew when I wasn't on the, on my computer. And so I think it's like really important to just establish boundaries from the beginning. And like, even if you've been working for a while and you haven't ever done that, it's like really like have a call with your boss, like talk to your coworkers about it. And I don't know. I think it's just like, I just think it's like super important for our mental health to like know what is expected of us. So we're not like creating like big scenarios in our head when it's not that big of a deal. And I also just want to point out that I learned this, I feel like more recently, but definitely not when I first started work, but like being the person 
at work that has no boundaries, says yes, everything like automatically just accepts every single task given to them, every single project, even though they have like 50 other ones going on, like the one that's like dumped everything on because she will always say yes. Like people don't really actually respect those people as much or think of them as like the best. They're like, oh yeah, she'll do it because she does everything we ask. Like if you genuinely have a lot on your plate and something is really overwhelming and someone else asks you to do something else, like say you're an intern or you're like entry level and a lot of the top, you know, the VPs of the company are giving you a bunch of different stuff. They don't know what you have going on. So you just have to ask them like, okay, would you like me to prioritize this or this other project that I'm on with so-and-so? Like really be just kind of like, because, you know, it's very obvious that you cannot do every single thing that they're asking you to do. So you never want to be the person that has just has no boundaries. It is a people pleaser. Just say yes to everything. Be very clear, communicate. Be like, I would love to help you out with that. I have like list all of the other things that you're working on. Be like, would you like me to prioritize that on over these other things that I'm also working on? And you know, what's the timeline and just, you know, really just put like, if you have a spine, I think people respect you a lot more, honestly, like absolutely so easy, especially if you're a girl, I don't know what it is, but like, you just want to be the one that's like, yes, of course. Like she'll do anything we ask. And it's just like, she's the best employee ever, but like people don't actually respect people that are just people pleasers and say yes, everything. And just have no boundaries. Like if you have boundaries and you're very clear, also like a big thing is it's like business is business. Like you genuinely cannot take stuff personally. You cannot like overthink things about like what people are thinking about you. Like just you're clocking and this is your job. Like it's really not that deep. And I feel like if you have to ask for explanation of something, like it's, it's always better to just over communicate and over like make sure that you're in line and you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, but not to an extent of like, it's coming from a fear of like, oh my God, what's my boss going to think if I ask this question? Like literally just ask the question and then it's done and you, now you know how to do it. It's so, it's so simple. And I feel like when I first started, it was like so hard for me to do all that stuff. It was just like, you wanted to just go above and beyond and like stay late and get there yeah. early and do everything. But it's like, it doesn't actually benefit you. And it just drained me. And I was better, like worse at my job. It wasn't effective. Yeah. I had a coworker who she was like, not like yeah she was kind of people pleaser like she would always take on like the biggest projects Mm -hmm. and she was like an incredible employee but she did not unfortunately like she thought that that was going to help her get promoted and when she had her like whatever meeting it was to like the review of her work or whatever like they didn't promote her because they literally said that she didn't know how to say no so I think it's like, that's a skill that people respect is how like you saying no and you not overextending yourself. And I know for a fact, like as someone who's had, like I've had employees before, I've been the boss and I can say for a fact, like I really appreciate when people who'd work for me would be open and honest about like their workload, how they're feeling with it, if they can manage it instead of letting themselves burn out to the point where they have to literally just like quit. Because I think it's like, one, it's a lot more respectful for your boss to let them know how you're feeling if you're feeling overloaded because then your boss can do something about it. And two, I think it's like you're protecting your own energy and you're taking care of yourself. Like that's a form of self-care is being able to say no to things that are not going to serve you or you're not physically able to get done. So I think this is something too, like even if you work for yourself, like I'm still learning how to say no to things. Like, I don't know about you, Sammy, but I mean, I get a lot of different like opportunities with like brands and stuff. And a lot of them are so cool, but sometimes it's like overwhelming and you have to learn how to say no. And 
do you feel like that sometimes where it's like, oh my gosh. Sometimes I'm like, did I really just say no to this deal? I'm like, that was a good rate and it was a good whatever, but I'm like, I have five other, 10 other things going on. Like yeah. especially switching gears to like just not real estate, but brand deal stuff. Cause that's like a big part of both of our jobs. It's like, you know, you, like if you're in a creator, you do like a lot of brand deals and they, especially in our like, realm of stuff there's a lot of difference just like any anything like health wellness stuff that could be health beauty there's so many different brands that could you know want to use that platform to promote their stuff right and a lot of times it'll be something that's like maybe like i'm like i don't really i'm not really into this like i don't know i'm not this doesn't sound like something i would talk about or like use or whatever and i literally will say no to like a huge check but it's like it doesn't feel right a and then also like i just can't say yes to every single thing because i have six other things that i need to and i'm already probably behind on those because i have my whole real estate job so i just have to be like really ask myself like does this excite me is it something i already use and love is this authentic to me and is it worth like the you know the sweat equity of this like is it really like can i do this on top of my eight other brand deals that i also have to do like in the next six weeks or whatever it is it's like it's a lot and you if you say yes to everything you will quickly know that it's li- you physically can't like it, it's yeah. possible i just and i've learned that the hard way if like literally it'll get to a point where i'll tell my manager like can we just like postpone this a month because i, I i'm in too deep like i'm so overwhelmed and they'll be like yeah but now i'm just very, very selective. And it really has to be something that like, I really love. And even if it's like a lower rate, but I love the brand and I'm excited to make that content. It fits seamlessly with what I'm doing. Then I'm like, I would rather do that than something that's like maybe a higher rate, but like something that I don't really know. And like, I can't even think about what kind of video I'd make for that. Like if I can't think of the video already off the top of my head, just by thinking about the brand, I'm like, this might not be a good match. Cause it's, I'm just going to, I'm going to procrastinate that so hard. If I like, can't authentically think of a way to make a video, it has to be so yeah. seamless. And I feel like if you can just make the ad, just like really transition with your normal content, it's very easy to in- integrate them in and make it authentic. But if not, it's like just super overwhelming and it gets to be too much. So I think like being able to say no, like my manager's like, are you, are you serious? Or you're saying no. I'm like, yeah, like I, 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 it doesn't make sense. And I, you know, it's fine. If they want to reach out again in a month or so, like I'll maybe we couldn't think about it again, but right now I just have too much on my plate. Like I'll say that right now. But when I first started like a year ago doing brand deals, I was like, Oh my God, I said, yes. Like not everything. I never was like, I was always very true to like the brands and what I said, but I would take on like way too much at a time. And I was super. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, I mean, and for me, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say it, it'll actually diminish your relationship with the brand. If you take on too much and they, and you can't perform and give them what they want, like it, it's literally just going to hurt you in the end. So 1000%, 1000%. And for me, it's like, I remember, I think it was like back in December, I had signed with the talent agency and I started getting like a ton of really cool deals. But I mean, very, very quickly, I started to realize like my content was not what I was passionate about creating. Like I, my content had become curated to try to get more brand deals and it just like, wasn't feeling like good. It didn't, I like, I looked at my content and I was like, I got like the ick feeling and like that feeling is in itself like speaks it speaks for itself like do you don't have like you can first of all i think i've always learned this like i can say no to a deal that looks amazing and another one will roll right around the corner and i think that's just like living in that abundant mindset with anything in life it's like being comfortable saying no just knowing that another door is going to open that might be like a million times better so i think like that's something that i've learned recently just like in life in general regardless of being a content creator or anything, it's like, when you say no to something that doesn't feel great in your gut, like there's gonna be something that comes around. (laughs) It's like, you're reserving that energy for something that was meant for you at the end. 1000%. Okay. This literally ties so much into what I want to talk about with you. Boys. (laughs) So before this, I was like, 
Sammy, how's your boyfriend? She's like, we can talk about this on the podcast. And I was like, okay, perfect. People literally like, oh my God, the amount of questions I get, I'm like, soon, we'll, you'll get the story soon. He's Instagram famous at this, or TikTok famous at this point. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely using his looks to my advantage, honestly. Like, I'm like, okay, like. Algorithm loves him. (laughs) (laughs) The first one that went viral with him and it was like, make the sandwich for your man. He's going to be obsessed with you. Oh my gosh, people got so mad at you. People were so mad in the comments like oh my god like I thought we were past this making a man a sandwich I was like it's not that big messy also like I like making him a sandwich it's like, called being like, nice to your significant like, other like I love cooking and I think that's like such a I don't know I'm like call me old-fashioned but I like to make dinner and like be like oh yeah, yeah. Like, whatever but it was so funny <laughs> we were like uh, an uproar an uproar okay so I have to know about I've obviously known your dating history to like an extent so I like have to know everything like how because basically the reason I like thought this was because we're talking about saying no to things for a better door to open obviously you've had other relationships before and you ended them whatever so this one's coming around like tell me about how it all came to be like how did you guys meet and how are you feeling in it yeah okay so I yeah I got out of a relationship definitely not a horrible breakup by any means like all everything is on good terms like it was definitely just at the time we broke up in uh, like 2021, I think. I don't know, like, yeah, I think December, 2021. I don't know, it was like a full year being single pretty much. And I had, you know, other flings and it was just like, you know, I was, I really used that year to work on myself, my, my business, my TikTok, my real estate, everything was just like, that was the year of me. And I really like ask any, like if I literally ask my mom, my friends, anyone who's like seen me the last year or something, it's like, I'm a completely different person than I was when I was, you know, 2020, 2021, like 2020, like, yeah, what am I saying? 2020 was when I was in the relationship. And then all of 2021 was when I was just like, I'm going to glow up and I'm just going to focus on myself. And I'm just not going to worry about guys. And I just, I think you only have energy for so many things. And it was just like, I didn't, you know, I would go on dates. It's not like I was just like a hermit and didn't go out and didn't meet people. I really did. I just didn't like anyone. And I've always been picky. I've always been like, first of all, I'm five ten, So my minimum to date is like, six three is already I think two like I have six four like I'm just gonna say six four like six okay so my boyfriend right now six five so like he met that easily but oh very very hard to find tall guys in Miami so like that's already like now we're like in a pool like if we were if you were in the ocean like now we're in like a very small pond of of guys that are actually (laughs) tall and then you know there's just so many other things that go into it and then I don't know like it takes a lot for me and I really do feel like I think of the analogy of like whenever I think about dating I've said this before but it's like you have to fill up your cup. Like say you have a cup and you have to fill it up with making a life that you are so, that you absolutely love no matter what. Like you don't have any, like say you're single for the rest of your life. You have to create a life that you absolutely love and you look forward to getting up every single day. And like you have friends and you're fulfilled and you have all these great things going on for yourself in your life. That's what you're filling up the cup with, right? And then the overflow, once you filled it up so much, then you can now give that to someone else. But then if the relationship ends, it's not like your cup is empty because it was already full. You've created this amazing life for yourself. Does that make any sense? So it's like the overflow is what you give. And if you break up, then you still have a full cup because you're like, I'm so happy with my life. Like you never want to put your full happiness or get a boyfriend to fill a void or just not be alone or have someone or a companionship. Like I was really, really self-aware of that. I was like my own therapist when it came to things. I journaled a lot. I really did a lot of self-reflecting. And I feel like maybe in the past relationship, it was like, it was a source of happiness or validation or something. And I was like, I need to give that to myself before I get into my next one. So I just, I'm going to be a completely different person and just going forward now. And I just think of it in a completely different 
different way. And I just know that like, I'm just in a such better place now to be in a relationship. But to answer your question, like how I met him was like, oh my God, like I really wanted to lie and like say like something cool. Like we met on an airplane and like, I don't know what it was like, like sat next to him on a plane and just like hit it off. But like, no, we met on Hinge, which is so insane because I don't even like dating apps literally over there, like, three times. And I was like, ew, 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 X, 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 X. Like, I hated it. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. But then like matches, matched with this guy like a couple of times. And I was like, first of all, like, why is he like making all these different accounts? Like what is going on? But we matched. And then it was like, it was like, January of this year. So 2022, I'm like, what year is it? 2022. And um, we actually highly recommend doing this guys like everyone take a note right now like this is what you need to do if you're going on a first date stop with the drinks stop with the dinner dates go on a midweek lunch date it's like so iconic because you're both like in your work mode like in your work clothes I had a showing and he was in like Ball Harbor at like wherever his work was and I was like okay great like I have a showing in Ball Harbor so we like met up at this like nice Italian restaurant it was just like the best vibe and it's quick it's like an hour an hour 15 an hour and a half no, it wasn't an hour and a half. It was definitely an hour because like you can't take that much time off in the middle of the day. But it was like so quick and perfect. And you just kind of know if you hit it off. And if you want to see each other again, like you're just like, you know, we got, we hung out again, like on the next day, like the next night. But it's like just such a chic, like iconic way to meet someone. And it really just, it's quick. It's efficient. You know, if you like them or not, you know, if you want to see them again. And it's just a nice little taste. And it's in the middle of the day. I love the idea of just like a work lunch. It was just, it was so great. But yeah, that was the first date. And then we, again, though, I was like very protective of my energy and all these different things. And I was like, I really, I don't just get into relationships at all. In fact, I'm like, not anti, but it takes a lot for me to know if I like someone and I'm very like all or nothing. It's either like, I, I, I can't just rush into, it. I have to make sure I really like someone in order to, for them to be a boy. Like, I'm not going to get into something and find out if I like you and if this is a match, like I'm going to make sure it's a match, make sure I really like you. And then we start dating. So it was a long process. And I think that was kind of like a, I don't know. It was just the first time I was able to like open up and like, you know, really like explore this like relationships option and he's so great and I really like it's it's been awesome and like just really really nice and I think he's super supportive and just like the exact thing the exact person of what I was looking for in this moment so it just came at the perfect timing it was it's kind of crazy like it's everything I needed in a boyfriend is just like exactly him and he's awesome and I just think it's been like I don't know it's been awesome we've started dating officially like in May so it's still pretty early but yeah it's been going good he's great same as Kyle by the way I love it Kyle I'm gonna die that I'm talking about that it's like I'm sorry I freaking love that and is he is he like does he like TikTok is he a social media boyfriend yeah no I mean he definitely he has TikTok he doesn't like post or anything like that but he um yeah like he's on it he like he gets the vibes but he's not he's (laughs) more low he's definitely not like um like he's not gonna be posting videos anytime soon or like anything like that but no no, no, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll take care. He like, it will help me film sometimes. Like if I'm making like, he helped me film like a steak tutorial. I actually have to edit that. But I was like, okay, like, wait, wait, no, no, like closer. Okay, no, like I was like, like directing him, like who takes pictures? Like, oh my God, I'm like. That's hysterical. First thing when I'm filming recipe videos, I'm like literally the biggest bitch. I'm just like, okay, like closer. Yes, okay. No, oh my God, it's blurry. Okay, oh my God, we just, and then like if we're taking videos, I'm like, babe, you don't understand. The feet, bottom of the picture. Like I look like a gremlin dwarf when you go up here because you're six five. <laughs> you have to go down and my feet to the bottom. And like, and I'm like directing, and he's like, "Oh my god, I didn't realize it was that deep." I'm like, "It is that deep." It's, no, it's, it's, a, it's like actually like a whole thing. It's like a whole production. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's like, "Damn!" By the end of the year, I'm gonna be literally a photographer and a and a videographer. I'm like, "Yeah, you will." Thank you. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. He's like, so sweet. He's like, "Oh, I love that so much." Oh, and he's so good, and it's so funny because he's like. He's like, it's, he's like the most behind the scenes, supportive, amazing boyfriend ever. I, I haven't really like put on my social media. I don't know. I feel like 
I don't know. Like, it's so funny, but I feel like I like want to like protect. I don't. I just like don't want him to be like thrown into that. Like, it's so weird. I just. I, I guess like my ex. Like, I kind of like would put him in videos and stuff, and I kind of felt bad like when things ended because I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you're, you're like you're on my social media, but I don't know. I feel like one day. I feel like one day he'll like make his appearance and his grand. Like he's been on my social media like a little bit, but I feel like one day he'll like he'll make the appearance, the whole debut. But he's so cute because. I'll do like my Zoom Pilates classes and he'll be behind the camera. He'll like be doing like the full thing and he comes to like all of my in-person events. So if anyone here listening has like come to my New York events, you've probably met him. Um, but it's, yeah, he's like, he's so supportive. It's amazing. And oh, yeah. That's so yeah. great. That's so okay, wait, I want to like quickly fire off some questions before we go. Some Q and A's that you guys oh, have wanted to hear from from sammy so okay well i already like we already answered one question and it was how did you meet your boyfriend you guys are so cute so girls take notes lunch dates by the way that's such a great piece of advice because one there's no expectations for what's to come afterwards so like exactly and there's no drinking sober is better like, you really sober actually so much like someone if you're sober and you got places to go things to see people to see so it's one hour you get in and get out because they can drag on even if you don't even like the person you're like okay well i'm here might as well enjoy my meal and just like yeah like how I've literally been on like four hour days. So I'm like, I'm never gonna see this guy again, but like just enjoying the night. Like it's kind of, an, it's a nice evening, but like, you know, right away if, on a lunch date, it's like done. It's so great. Honestly, that's every such great piece of advice. I love it. And honestly, I feel like you do the same thing with like a breakfast date too, a coffee before work. Cause you have a time deadline. You gotta have like the time deadline when you do your first date. Cause then, cause then like you kind of, there's no like, way to like linger on, you know, and like make it all whatever. I'm not a huge fan of like, just a drink or just coffee because it's kind of like, I don't know, like I just want to like sit down and talk. But yeah, like there's something like so nice and like old fashioned about like a meal. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I am pretty like traditional old fashioned when it comes to that stuff. But like know, lunch today is perfect. I love that idea. Okay. So how tall are you? You already said this, but say it again. <laughs> but 10. I'm Have you ever modeled? No, my mom was a model. Um, she did some side stuff. I mean, no, I have not. Um, also, like, I, I don't even know how I didn't mention this before, but, like, I literally used to be, like, 40 pounds heavier than I am now all of college. So I never even, like, considered I was, like, I, there was simply no way that would ever happen. I mean, now, like, honestly, I'm just going to manifest this and put it out there. But, like, next year, I really want to, like walk in a swim week show just like for fun like with the swim brand that I love like just to say I did it just because I am tall and I'm like okay like this would be really fun but no I have no interest in like doing modeling I'd rather, like I would rather talk and like be on screen and do stuff like that like I think TikTok is the perfect like a mesh of the two it's like I don't know but no never have done modeling never never um you know but yeah I'm 5'10 I can jump really high I was a good athlete my whole family I'm actually the shortest in my entire family um my sister six, one and a half, borderline six, two. She's 26, about to be 27 in August. And then my brother's six, four. My dad is six, four. My mom is six foot. So I'm five, 10. I'm the runt of the family. Oh my gosh. Wow. I actually like, didn't want to be so tall when I was growing up because you know, when you're, when you're a girl, you usually like grow a lot faster than all the guys. And I was like, okay, like this is getting a little out of control. And I started drinking black coffee every day. Cause I heard that like coffee stones your growth. <laughs> Wait, I used to do this really all of middle school. <laughs> I used to do this like very toxic thing as well for like height because I figure skated and it's like this weird thing with skating where everyone was short and I was like the tallest skater. I'm like five seven. I'm not even like that tall. But I would put like ankle weights on my ankles and jump rope because I had this weird theory that like it would like not let me grow taller. Something. Oh my god, that's like so dangerous. Oh my god. I know. Like don't do that guys 
<laughs> it's gonna like hurt your if you are tall, embrace it. And like there will be someone taller than you out Love, there. Yeah. Like, honestly, a great way to keep people out, especially if you are tall, because that's the thing. I'm in 5'10 and I will be wearing heels throughout my life. So I'm like, whenever I do go out, I make sure to wear heels because then I can just see automatically who's taller than me and who's not. And it just like makes it easier, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, like embrace the height. I think embrace whatever height you are because you're yeah. perfect just the way you are. And okay, so this one, this question's amazing. And I have the same question. How do you look so put together 24 seven? LOL, it's impressive. Oh my God. I really should start showing my disheveled gremlin self more often because trust me, not like you should see me when I have like one eyelash extension left. I'm pale. Like I haven't washed my hair in seven days. Like it definitely does. Like, trust me. But like, I really think, um, I don't know what it is. Is like when I, when you say put together, I think I really just have mastered the art of like comfy clothes, looking presentable, like like aloe like sweatpants I wear I have like these in seven different forms and just I don't know like I I blow dry my hair like once a week and then I just dry shampoo that bitch and I you know I style it a couple times throughout the week it's just kind of like making do with what you have I do have eyelash extensions which literally I could not recommend more I love eyelash extensions you always look put together even when you have no makeup on and it you just feel like confident right when you make up I can literally go to a show with no makeup on and it's fine um, but I don't know. It's just like being tan. I feel like also helps me a lot. Like I'll always get a spray tan, use self tan, use self, those little drops in my moisturizer, stuff like that. But I feel like just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm really not put together that much. It's just fun that people say that because they just haven't seen the other side, but I promise it's like, I, I have a much, a very true gremlin side to me. So it definitely exists, but <laughs> I feel like for me, it's like for me, my, like, I'm really happy because my eyelashes are like naturally pretty long and I curl them every like i didn't today because today i woke up like in a chaotic mess but typically my like little routine is i'll curl my eyelashes put on, like a little, ma- ma- little bit of mascara do my brow gel and then i have like a tinted moisturizer that i use on my face because i hate mm-hmm. foundation like it makes my skin break out so bad so i feel like i do like, like you kind of have to just look at your like features like if it's more okay put together on an external level if we're talking physical you have to like look at your features that you can accentuate because I feel like that's what makes you feel put together. It's like when you get like your nails done or like you like make yeah. your brows look good. It's like the little things that make you have that extra boost of confidence. I feel like people can like, I think when she says like you look put together is because you're so confident and it's like doing the things that make you feel more confident. I think that makes you For seem sure. put together on the outside. So <laughs> now that I think about it, like I have to have my nails done at all times. Like, no, I, I can't even look down if I don't have a pedicure maker. Like I just don't feel put together. I have to always have my like, gold hoop scope, my necklaces on. Like I just, I feel yeah. naked. I sleep in them. I never take this stuff off. This is like always on. And then I yeah, also like, I feel like just finding ways to like, I don't know, like make yourself your natural self look more put together. So that's like, I'm sure people have seen like the TikTok trend of like the self tan contour, like that literally like makes you look like a million bucks without makeup on. It really does. And like just the glow screen, sunscreen, figuring out like a way to like, just not have to wear much makeup, but just be confident in your skin and just like enjoy like this glowy vibe is like, I really love that. Like, I really don't wear makeup a lot. Like my, unless I'm like maybe recording a video or I'm like have a really important show and I have to dress up for or something. But if yeah. I'm, a lot, I would say like four days out of the week, I don't wear any makeup. I run errands. 
I love not wearing makeup. Like I love when I get like a full day of not having to put anything on. It's like the best thing ever. But I think like the glow screen, sunscreen, like I love just, you know, really glowy, lots of moisturizer, stuff like that. And then kind of having, you know, like a good, like, I don't know, like lotion and just a lot of like self-care stuff that I do. Also a hot tip too, if you don't want to get eyelash extensions, because I know that's just like, it's not for everyone, but a lash lint and a lash tint and lift will literally give you the most amazing lashes naturally. And you like, don't even have to wear mascara. So finding ways to like wake up and like kind of like cut the time and have to actually put on a full face of makeup, because I think we all know at this point that like, it doesn't look good to have that full face on every single day. And like, if you can just like be super natural, like the lowest level of effort, it like looks so much better. Like the clean girl look is a very real thing. I feel like just having your nails done, even if you do them yourself, like get a gel manicure kit, get your press on nails, do whatever you need to do, put a little like fake tan self, like contour on, get a lash tint and then, you know, gold jewelry, whatever you want, but like finding those things that really make you feel put together. Like you're, you're spot on with the fact that like, it's the little things like the nails and just you know being tan or they're just like literally just putting on jerkins or something. Like, I don't know, little yeah. things like, that. like I will have an off day if I don't have like at least five out of the six things going on. I really, it's, it's a huge confidence thing. And I don't feel good about myself if I don't have like those little things done. Cause I just, yeah, it's a confidence thing. I don't know. For me, it was literally put on a cute outfit. Cause I had zero time to like put any effort in my face today. <laughs> I just put on a cute outfit and I felt so good today, like all day. And even though I did not do my typical routine, I was like, like my outfits, like I love my outfits today. So yeah. it's like just small things like that. Okay. Yeah. Next question is really fast. Like just drop like three of your favorites. What are your non-juicy chicken go-to recipes? Ooh, Boom. Not, I can't have juicy chicken in them at all. I feel like, I feel like I can, but maybe not like just like the juicy chicken. Like, okay. It's okay. Okay. Shrimp scampi. <laughs> Shrimp scampi for sure. Um, steak. I'm really good at making a mean steak, um, with like, uh, those Alexia sweet potato fries with hot honey on them. Bomb, bomb, bomb. And then I really like that. Uh, I mean the Mediterranean chicken bowl is that includes juicy chicken and also the strawberry salad with mixed greens, goat cheese, no, yeah. Goat cheese, uh, glazed pecans and strawberries and raspberry vinaigrette is like a very big go-to. Um, I feel like I make that all the time. But yeah, like I love just pasta, like chicken Alfredo, stuff like that. But I, I mean, I do use juicy chicken. Like I literally eat like eight juicy chicken breasts a week. So I, I really have a lot, but I do love shrimp and I, oh, I love salmon. Salmon is like a great air fryer. Salmon is a, is a go-to. For Ooh, sure. Yeah. Yum. VT Jasmine rice. If you guys just pause, like write down V V E E T E E Jasmine rice, like find it online, find your, the carrier near you. You guys have to stock up on that. It's the best rice ever not sponsored. I literally don't even think they know it exists. Like they're just like, who's this girl who like literally keeps playing her name? Like it's so weird, but no, like I just need everyone to know that it's the best rice ever. It's two minutes in the microwave and it's done. And it tastes like real rice. I hate the taste of instant rice. And it doesn't taste like instant rice, but yeah, that's a pro tip. Ooh. I'll send look at it. Have like hundred. I keep them back stock like no other, like Publix knows that like, I know what day they restock and I literally buy 20 in seconds. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm dead. That's a, that's a great hack. Okay. <laughs> Final question in one okay what okay so wait this question's kind of deep but to like make it like fast because i feel like we've been talking like i i get to keep talking to you for like five hours but for our listeners sake (laughs) so it's not like a three-hour podcast how do you deal with bad wait how do you deal with bad body image and people commenting on your body bad body image and people commenting on my body i feel like Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, I feel like it all 
come it like it's that's I feel like that's a very the it's double-sided so one is an internal thing body image is like what you think about yourself and then people commenting on your body I feel like that's an easy one to just like not have bother you because it's just one of those things that it's just people also need to just like stop commenting on people's bodies but I mean if in terms of like weight gain or weight loss I just feel like you have to be okay with yourself no matter where you are and just give yourself grace. Know that the body fluctuates, whether you're up, whether you're down and just not being so hard on yourself really will help you always kind of keep a maintenance of your weight. I think whenever I was so insanely hard on myself and the horrible thoughts and like literally just telling myself like in the mirror, like you look disgusting. Like I, I would wake up every single day and be like, I hate what I see. I hate what I see. And it was just like the most negative thing I've ever like experienced for a good, like four or five years, like in college, a little bit post-grad. And then when I started being like, look, like, okay, we're about to enter the holidays, probably going to gain seven ish pounds. And then you're going to resume your life and it's going to fall off because it's not that deep. And like everyone fluctuates, it's very normal. And you just have to like, take it off of a pedestal. Like weight is like, so not that big of a deal. And it's so like it fluctuates so much. So just giving yourself grace, like no matter where you are, if you're looking amazing, you'd be like, damn, like you look great, sis, like love what, and then kind of make note of what you were doing and what maybe those things that have helped you maintain your weight or whatever it is, if you're trying to lose weight, it's like such a nuanced topic. Like there's so many different ways to go, but I think at the end of the day, you just have to be okay with wherever you are, because if you come at it with anything about your body, just like, like, honestly, it's so cliche, but like loving yourself, no matter what you look like, you will actually like find that that's how you reach your quote unquote goals, or you find a place where you are actually happy with yourself. Because if you're not happy with yourself and you are always looking for like other people's, maybe like you want to, you never like do anything for your, on your, whatever, lose weight, whatever it is, or change yourself, like based off of just like what people are going to say about you, you have to like feel good in your own body. And it's all about that, but it comes from a place of self-love and giving yourself grace. And I think that's just like kind of the moral of the story on that, but it's really just don't think of it it's like, it's not that deep, you know, you, you can be okay with wherever you are and just know that like, it's just a new day tomorrow, honestly. Yeah, seriously. And I think too, like kind of going off what you're saying is I think like when someone comments on your body and it really affects you, I think that's a reflection of how you feel about it internally. So like working on that internal self-talk, if people's comments are getting to you, I mean, I feel like we've both experienced negative comments on our social media platforms in different regards. And I remember one time someone commented on my body. It was like a really nasty comment about how I was like, oh, like there's no way you're a fitness instructor if you look like that or something ridiculous. And I remember it made me so upset. And like talking about now, it's like hysterical because I'm like so confident in myself. At the time I was feeling like really insecure and I like it let like I let it ruin my whole day. And I like believed the comment and I didn't want to, but I did because it was how I had that internal relationship with myself and how I was speaking to myself. So I think it's like realizing being mindful, like, wait, why is that triggering me so much? Oh, I think it's I have some. You made me think that about yourself too. Yeah. That's so yeah. true. And I also think just one more thing adding on to that is like, if someone came up to you and was like, oh my God, Kelly, I literally hate your purple hair. It's so ugly. You'd be like, I don't have purple hair. So like, this just, it rolls right off. You're like the literally doesn't even that you're must be blind. Like, that's literally how you have to think of someone commenting on something you have to be so secure in yourself and like you know who you are you know where you are what you like you know like 
people's comments just should be able to roll right off. Like you're like, that doesn't even apply to me. Like, it's just so easy. Just brush right off. You're like that. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing, what my vibe is, what everything about myself. You need to be very secure in yourself that like comments shouldn't actually affect you that much. And it takes a lot of time to get there, especially being on social media. Like it can really be tough at the beginning. I remember it used to affect me so much more. And now I literally just like, don't care. I'm just like, okay. Like someone was like, you look 40 and pregnant. And I'm like, are you blind? Like, I don't look 40 and pregnant. Like, what are you talking? It was just like really funny. But of course I didn't even, like, it does, it's just, it, it doesn't affect me at all anymore because I just know myself. And like, I know everything about myself, all the things I love about myself. And like one person's comment is not going to change that. And it's not going to affect that in any way. But I think just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh my God, people are wild, but. That's you know. actually hysterical. And I'm like, I'd be like, well, if I was 40 and pregnant, I'd be hot and I feel so confident in myself. So I would be looking amazing if I was 40 pregnant. Thank you. I'd be a hot 40 year old who's pregnant. So you can just stop. <laughs> Make it a compliment. Be like, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I guess you're complimenting my hot 40 year old self in the future. <laughs> for a pregnant girl. Oh my God. But also like you are really right though about the, if it does trigger you, it's probably because there is a little bit of insecurity in there. So just like a little introspective going on there. I also yeah. think it's like a hot tip journaling. And then if you don't like writing things down, I used to do this all the time, but like taking voice notes yes. or like little videos of yourself yes. talking like if it's a journal and just being like, Hey, like, so this is how I've been feeling lately. And just get so like vulnerable, like, say the things that you've been thinking out loud and then look back. And like, I literally will cry whenever I look back at the ones that yeah. I took. 2020, 2021. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought that about myself. And like, you see how much you've grown and like all of your insecurities at that time and all those different things. Like if you actually document them, whether that's writing them down, talking about them on a voice note or video, whatever it is, have like a documentation of where you are with your self-love or whatever's going on in your life. Just like talk about it. And like, it's really crazy to see how much you've grown. Like, honestly, if we looked back at like our 2019 selves of all of our insecurities, we'd be like, oh my God, like it's, it's wild if you really think about it. So just know that you are growing and like, it just gets better over time. Yeah, I kind of think it'd be so funny if I did an episode where I started the intro with one of my voice notes or I'm having like a literal mental breakdown crisis. I like, that'd be so funny. I have so many very dramatic ones. And especially last year, I'd like be on the floor sobbing and I was like, guys, it's October 10th and I just had like the worst day ever. It was like so dramatic. And I like look back on them and I'm like, I feel for you. But like, sweetie, it's oh. gonna get better. <laughs> like, sweetie, it's good. You're gonna get better. So, yeah. Dead. Sorry, I got a phone call. Um, but yeah. So I feel like wow, so much goodness, so much goodness in this episode. Is there anything else you want to share with my listeners before we go? Hmm. I feel like we covered a lot, honestly. If I, I feel like. I feel like it's gonna be like healthy, but like I feel like it's like all about like girl talk, honestly. Like yeah. it's we covered so many topics. We really did. Yeah. Love I, it. I, I nice anyone if I, I I do talk really fast and I mumble a lot. So like I wish we could have put like literally transcribed this whole thing. But if you're listening on a podcast, you just have to like really listen, listen up. twice. Yeah. Soak it in. Oh yes, soak it in. But yeah, no, it was a great session. I love talking to you. I always do. It's always so easy for us to talk about anything. We like literally have no agenda. We're just like, yeah. We're like, what should our topic be this week? <laughs> we had no outline. We're like, okay, we're gonna go at it. No preparation. But no, I love it. So good talking to you as always. I miss you so much. I want to come back to Florida. I'm like homesick. I like miss it. But um, what? Come back anytime and stay with me, and I'll come to New York. Yeah, stay with me anytime too. My couch is open. Open for open for visitors. But okay, well, before we go, make sure you plug your socials. Where can my listeners find you? 
Sammy Purr at Sammy Purr, S A M M Y P U R on TikTok and Instagram. It's like pretty much all my social medias, I think, right? Yeah. TikTok and Instagram. You'll find healthy recipes, what I eat in a day, realistic slash healthy, but not too healthy. And just like, I don't know, real estate stuff, just the day to day. I don't know. Keep it real. Keep it realistic. It's just good vibes. But yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And everyone, go follow her. Literally, your TikTok's amazing and your Instagram's amazing. Like, I love what I love about your social medias is how you're such like you never conform to trends. And I love that. I hate trends. I hate trends. I freaking love that about you. It's like your vibe is so authentically you and you can tell you're so confident in yourself. And like, I'm obsessed. Like I aspire. I aspire to be more like you. (laughs) You are absolutely killing it, honestly. But thank you. That's very sweet. I mean, I just think it's just like, I, it feels awkward for me to do anything. That's just not what I would normally do or say, or I I don't know. I just, it's just, it's taken a while though. I mean, we've been doing this for so long. It's just like, I cringe when I look back at the old stuff that I used to post, but I don't know. It just, I got to a point where I was just like, I'm just going to do whatever feels natural because it's just actually more fun for me to make that stuff. than I don't know. Keeping up with everything is just, it's so fleeting. And like, yeah. I, by the time I post a video that's on trend, it's like a week late. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm like, all right, what's the point? Yeah. Wait. Okay. Quick question before we go. How is your head feeling? I saw your video of you literally wiping out on the ice. Oh my God. It was, it's actually better. Like, I don't know how I wasn't rushed to the hospital. I literally had a full blown concussion. I was, um, backstory. I was you had a concussion? I, I think I did. I mean, I had like a ringing headache and I like couldn't see. I was like, oh, dizzy. Like, I was like, nausea. It was bad. But yeah, I was ice skating. I went to this, like, uh, I went to the Monday swimwear, uh, swimming show and there was an after party at Basement Miami. And I had this, like, there was literally an ice skating rink. And I love this ice skating rink. I always go. And it's just like so fun. You're like all dressed up and you just like put on these like skates and you just like go around this loop. And it's so much fun. But I had like five spicy margs in me. And I was just like skating for literally two hours. And I, my friend was videotaping me and I was like dancing, like trying to like put on a show for the camera. And and then I literally just like face planted, like ricocheted up and down off of the ice. It was insane. And I just snapped my head. Like it's on my Instagram. So if you, yeah, I just posted last week. So if anyone wants to see the video, and it's on my TikTok too. It was like most, it's the most funny video I've ever seen. But it's, um, yeah, good. I think it's fine. I just took a lot of Advil. I like didn't go to sleep for four hours or so I thought I was going to die if I went to sleep because you, know, I thought that was a thing. But yeah, yeah it's better the next day though, honestly. But it was minor. I definitely like I might have CTE now. I don't know. But like, we'll figure it out I'm, I'm fine yeah but thank you oh my gosh well I'm glad you're okay and I feel like basement is like low-key the like that I've always wondered that you know I've always wondered like when like when you combine intense alcohol drinking with ice skating mm-hmm. like what would potentially happen I remember one of my coaches he he was like so funny he cracked me up he one time told me the story he's like yeah, like before every competition, I get like extremely hammered and I'd always perform my best. And I'm like, how? How like how are you literally like throwing yourself in the air doing like triple whatever jumps like while you're hammered? Like I genuinely cannot understand that. So never really anyway. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I think that me yeah, head's fine. We're getting it was, it was honestly worth it for the video because I, I I like watch it a hundred times a day. I think it's so funny. Was that staged? Was that staged, Sammy? Was that even real? <laughs> Imagine if I did that. Nothing. Oh my god, not worth it. It would not be worth so it. Funny. But I'm glad you got it. That's so funny. Okay, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have you back on. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved this episode and took so much away from it. If you're feeling nice, make sure to rate and review this podcast. It helps me a lot and helps us reach more people out there in the world. I will see you guys next week on Wednesday, same time. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at I'm sweaty and I know it and TikTok at I'm sweaty and I know it. I hope you have the best day ever. Keep shining and I will see you next week. Bye guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.